podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, it's Tino here. What you're about to hear is the opening section of our Scottish Cup semi-final special. The full 45-minute episode is only available to our subscribers over at the Celtic Exchange Plus, but you can enjoy this one plus our post-match reaction show after the game on Sunday simply by starting your free seven-day trial with us now. It takes less than two minutes to sign up for at the Celtic Exchange dot com slash sign up so if you want to enjoy these big episodes in full then head there just now and we'll see you on the inside We're now counting down the hours to what has become the biggest game of the season for Celtic as we look to take a massive step closer to securing what would be a world record eighth domestic treble. Andy's been speaking to the media today ahead of the big kickoff and has delivered the big injury updates we've all been waiting for, but we'll get to all of that soon enough. This is Tino with the Scottish Cup semi-final special and I'm joined for this one by James and Brido. James, how are you feeling about it all with kickoff fast approaching? Very good. You know, it's been an exciting season so far and, you know, put ourselves in a great position to to push for a treble, and this is the crux of it, really. You're coming up against your strongest opponent in that competition, so great challenge for the guys, great opportunity to to go and create a wee bit of history, and another great occasion for the fans. Definitely. Uh, what be yourself, Bridal? Do you get nervous ahead of these kind of games? Where are you at? Yeah, I do get nervous. Um, normally, the, if I'm playing on the Sunday, the Fridays, the get finished work, look forward to a good weekend, and, uh, you know, the, the, the nerves normally come in the, the morning of the game, but uh, I'm just excited to to kind of just, just, you know, something, just to shut a few people up, I think. I'm sick of seeing the same stuff every single day on be it Twitter or the media or whatever. I'm sick of seeing excuses and um, statements coming and coaches. Yeah, like, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sick of hearing it um, instead of just... I'm not expecting them to admit that they're not as good, but just stop try to pull the wool over well, your own fans' eyes, I suppose. But I'm just looking forward to, especially after the team news, which we'll talk about later, but I'm just excited now that we're essentially full strength and we're going to go and make a big statement on Sunday, I think. Yeah. James, I've said this previously, but talk is cheap, isn't it? You know, there's so much noise that comes from the Rangers camp and you actually wonder, I don't know, I don't speak to many, you know, but I wonder if you know if their fans get fed up with that as well because you get all the talk, you get all the hype, and then two days later you beat again. You know, we're now I think it's unbeaten in three or four against them, something like that. We'll get to all that in a second. But James, I mean, you think you know their fans as well as ours must just get fed up hearing all the noise. You've got your guys at Neil Banfield, who's one of the coaches or assistant manager, don't know what he is, um, coming out last weekend with made up nonsense. You know, a few of the papers tried to pick his comments apart and Look at what Anne said, being accused of like, you know, teeing them up and stuff like that. Just garbage. Any Rangers fan stuff I see online, it's, you know, Raskins came out yesterday with a barrel load of nonsense and they're just going, do your talking on the pitch. You know, that that's what the fans, what any fan wants, particularly when you're on a run of a hiding. So uh, that points to real immaturity in the management team for me. Before we kick off, of course, a very warm welcome as always to all of our Celtic Exchange Plus subscribers, new and old. We hope you enjoy the show as part of your own big match build-up. And of course, we'll be back shortly after the final whistle with the big match reaction. Goes without saying that we really appreciate the support here from every single subscriber. Okay, so let's get started as always with the headlines from Angie's pre-match press conference at Lennox Town. 
The big news and the news that we've all been waiting for is that all three of Rio Hitati, Jota and Leah Labada have come through a full week of training and are all fit and available for this one. The only absentee is James Forrest, who's still a week or two away from fitness. Brido, if only one of those lads had been declared fit, that in itself would have been a, a notable boost. But to have all three, you know, what do you think that does psychologically, both to the Celtic camp and to Rangers? Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely monumental because I think without those players, not necessarily because they always start, but we've been speaking about the impact from the bench all season, in fact, for two years now, the impact from the bench, the impact from the bench, the, the depth of the squad. Take three players who could quite easily start every game away from that. Three players then come from the bench. The bench looks considerably weaker. It's not, it's no offence to guys like the young boys Vata and things, but or Stephen Welsh or these type of players. But when they start to appear on the team sheet in, in this in the match day squad, it's not anywhere near as threatening as having, for example, Hatate on the pitch and Aaron Moy on the bench or O'Reilly on the bench or. You know, a badder starting, but Haksibanovic and Jota and Maida, some of them are on the bench. So to get all three of them over the line and fit, and you know, the manager's um, continuously done that. You know, he he won't he'll play players if they're fit. He'll trust the players to tell them that he's their fit. Trust this the sports science team, and they'll, if they're fit, they'll play. So I feel expect you know to see all three of them feature at some point on Sunday. So I'm I'm absolutely buzzing um, when the news kind of came through. Everyone started sending WhatsApp was going a bit mental. So I mean, I sent it to a few Rangers fans, friends of mine, just to say this is massive for us. I.e., just a wee in your hopes because I think it's that big. I think they see it as well. I think they psychologically were hoping for us to be weak and for them to get Kent and Goldson back and be a bit stronger. But it turns out that all three of ours is back, and I don't know about them. I've not read anything about their players. So, yeah, focusing on us, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. Yeah, James, it's a, a big boost for fans. It's yeah, I think we've all been kind of waiting for any sort of news all week, and you finally get that great news from Ange. We'll get to it in terms of lineup just shortly. But psychologically, again, what do you think it means to the, the players in the dressing room? You know, as whether it's Callum McGregor or anyone else, to know that these guys. Or at least within a shout of, of having an impact in the game, that plays a big part, doesn't it? Absolutely. If you look at all three of those players over the last you know 20 months or so, every single one of them has had a massive impact at Celtic. So not having them in the squad, you know, would be seen as a, a bit of a blow. Having them just in the squad is an advantage. Having them potentially fit enough to, to start the game is huge. So that spreads throughout the camp. I mean, it's a very positive, very um, settled camp anyway but with that that news you know Jota in particular I mean I would say if you're fit enough to go to the Brazenhead on a Thursday afternoon you're fit enough for work on a Sunday He was wearing a, a tracksuit of the Brazenhead James albeit a denim tracksuit which is uh, rarely spotted that yeah these these centuries you know it's, uh, it was quite the look wasn't it Canadian tuxedo they call it um, I don't think I'll be trying that one over the weekend That's, I, I don't quite have the the panache of Jota for that yeah, I don't know where you're at, Brido, but uh, that looks long gone for me. Uh, the moustache thing never really happened for me, but the, the double denim, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not a look a lot of people can pull off. I mean, but uh, when you're at the top, you can trial and error these things whenever you like, because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Do what you like. 
James, just in terms of the rest of the press conference, all fairly predictable, you know, asking Ange if, if this is a revenge mission after, uh, you know, last time out and, you know, what does it mean to reach another final? But, you know, fairly, you know, standard questions, standard answers. But all in all, he seems pretty relaxed, doesn't he, ahead of, of what's a massive game for him and his players? I would maybe go beyond relaxed to to excited. You know, somewhere between relaxed and excited. You know, quite quietly confident in himself. But I think he's a kind of guy. You've been listening to our Scottish Cup semi-final special brought to you by the Celtic Exchange. To enjoy the rest of the episode in full, just visit theCelticExchange.com slash sign up where it takes less than two minutes to sign up for your free seven-day trial and to continue enjoying the rest of the show. So head to theCelticExchange.com slash sign up now and we'll see you back inside shortly. Sports Social Podcast Network.